Oh yeah, so my challenge earlier was what would be like what would be in like the weirdest trail mix ever? Like if you were mm. camping with somebody and they pulled out they're like, Here, have some of this mix mm. what would be the mix? Mm. What would be in the mix? Well So earlier no. I was eating Skittles and you've been eating wasabi peas all the fucking time. So. <laughs> I'm addicted to wasabi peas right now. So imagine like Skittles, wasabi peas, maybe like an olive. <laughs> <laughs> One olive. A surprise olive. Yeah, there's an all. Your friend passes you a bag of trail mix. It's Skittles, wasabi peas, and one olive in the middle of the bag <laughs> that you just randomly get throughout the like. Someone <laughs> will get it at some point while eating. <laughs> and instead of granola, it's um, it's just uncooked grits. <laughs> Ew, that's like sand. <laughs> yeah, part of my trail mix or is sand. <laughs> We could also have, like, a trail mix of nugs. <laughs> I think that's just a bag of nuggets. <laughs> nugs. Y'all ever, um... Nugs, bananas, who's, banana slices. Who here's tried nugs? Raise your hand. Craig and I are both raising our hand. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't tried nugs, go to your local grocery store... Um, use promo code popcorn and get yourself some fucking nugs. Yeah, guys, we're actually sponsored by <laughs> nugs now. We're, we're sitting on a throne of nug boxes that they comped us. So, shouts out to nugs. Shouts out to nugs. I owe someone a shout out. Mm. Uh, let's call out. him. Wait, let's. What should we call him? Let's call him the Glass Man. Shouts out to the Glass Man. You know who you are. Props for helping me out the other day. Um, I want to shout out to Dom, who's been listening to our podcast and saying really, really nice and supportive things. Our biggest fan. Our biggest fan, Def. She's listened to every episode. What episode are you on, viewer? Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. You're not as dedicated as Dom, so. <laughs> but we love you, Dom. Thank you. We also have Instagram now. I don't know if y'all know, but it's mpgp underscore podcast, and Craig is the social media manager, and I post sometimes, too. I just want to give a big shout out to Barbara Crampton right now. You were great in Reanimator. You were great in From Beyond. Thank you for the Instagram follow. It means a lot. We love you, Barbara. Um, Oh, also, this podcast is officially... From today on, today is Monday, March 1st, so you can get the MPGP podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I guess if you are an Apple Podcast person, if you could maybe write reviews on our podcast and subscribe and shit, maybe, you know, we can reach number one. <laughs> on the that's all new to me i don't i don't really even like listen to that many podcasts so <laughs> i'm pretty new to the podcasting world i was listening to them on spotify though mm. so on spotify you can't like write a review of the podcast in the comments oh yeah but it's kind of a passive thing i think in apple Podcasts you can i know like i mean 
I've only, the last time I listened to a podcast on Apple Podcasts was, like, my favorite murder when I first started listening to it, and they would always talk about, like, rating and subscribing shit, so I feel like that's what we should do. So, yeah. this is us doing that. We're being podcasters, okay? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> So, should we just go ahead and say what movie we're going to be talking about? It should be obvious if you've kept up on our Instagram page or, you know, listened to the previous episodes. But we're going to be doing Friday Friday the the 13th, part 3, 3D. 3D. There's a lot of 3D in in this movie. If you have the capabilities of seeing this movie in 3D, y'all should. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of 3D kills. There's a lot of 3D, just gratuitous 3D bullshit. But it's Yeah, I would say there's fun. more 3D bullshit than 3D <laughs> kills. If you want to see some yo-yoing to- at the camera, this is the 3D movie for you. True. Um, Super 3D. Yeah, so I guess just some production facts. Should we go into Production that? fact. The production facts section of our podcast. Um, so Steve Miner, who directed the second installment of the franchise, also directed this installment. Um, and something that I thought was interesting, and also Craig, we are both obviously huge Ginny stands, and if you listen to part two, or if you know Friday the 13th, um, then you would know that Ginny Field is one of the best final girls in history. The concept, I think, followed um, Ginny into a mental institution where Jason somehow followed her there and killed off people, and she had, like, a final showdown with him. Um, yeah, it seemed yeah. like... Um... It just made me think of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Pretty iconic Mm. third slasher movie trope there. (laughs) But that one didn't happen. When in doubt, just put the final girl in a mental institution. So, we do not get the Ginny Field story. We do not get a sequel featuring our girl Ginny. Instead, we get a somewhat formulaic slasher movie instead. Mm-hmm. But it's still... It's still great. It's almost like a dis- distillation of all of <laughs> the slasher, like, Friday the 13th tropes so far. Mm-hmm. Like, sex, yeah. teens, drugs... Like, all of those things are tropes in this mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah. Jason, um, slow-mos, Crystal Lake. We don't get our girl Ginny. We don't get her... Well, except for, like, a little summary scene in at the beginning of this movie, um, which is, like, basically the final scene of Friday the 13th Part 2. But, yeah. Um, instead, it focuses on a new group of teens, um, this time in, like, a lake house setting called, uh, Higgins, fuck, it was Higgins Haven, 
we're still in the same general area. Mm-hmm. Crystal Lake area. Crystal Lake <laughs> is nearby. We're in the woods of New Jersey. Yes. And we're in a nearby cottage like cabin a little lake house cabin called higgins hideaway where the main character chris higgins her family owned this house owns this house her and her group of friends are going up there um and And they're aware or unaware of what has gone down on this lake i think they well it at the very least Chris kind of knows because she was attacked by Jason. But we'll get into that later. Let's just start by talking about our cast of teens. We have our main girl, Chris Higgins or Chrissy Higgins. Um, Brunette seems pretty cool good head on her shoulders so i would say that like chris is motivated by facing her fear and trauma of being attacked by jason two years before like yeah i guess there was that whole scene where she's like superimposed on the image of Mm -hmm. jason chasing her in the woods yeah so yeah our girl chris has some weird baggage and she's trying to go back to her childhood home on crystal lake to face her fears and just like stop being like i guess just to like face her trauma head on and just try to like heal from it basically so that was like the point of them going up there um so really yeah that was, she was like, we gotta go. And then also, like, there's, like, you know, there's kind of, like, a weird couple thing going on. Like, it's, like, sort of, like, a couple's getaway, but also, like, Chris was, like, trying to face her trauma and stuff. So, then there's Chris's boyfriend, Rick, who I think is a huge asshole. <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a fucking alpha male douchebag. Like, yeah, he just seemed like a jerk. (laughs) Definitely into bacon. Bacon sexual. (laughs) And then, um, we have Shelly, who is the goofball, like, weirdo prankster that owns a lot of masks. (laughs) Yeah, Shelly. Shelly. Shelly, the juggling, mask collecting crop artist. <laughs> um, then we have Debbie, who is pregnant. Is and there, she, is there anything she, about okay, her? She literally says, okay, so when they're driving in the van, y'all, like up to Higgins Hideaway, she. There's two stoners in the group, which I'll go into later, but they hmm. offer her weed, and she's like, oh, no, I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's like a blink-and-you-miss-it type of line, Just basically. to make it more shocking when she gets fucking murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Tough stuff for Debbie. <laughs> Tough stuff. Um, 
So then we have Andy, um, who is Debbie's boyfriend and soon-to-be baby daddy. And our boy Andy loves doing handstands and also being kind of like a weird clown. He's in the circus with Shelly. Yeah. Um, then there's Vera, who Shelly has a crush on. And I think they, like, set Vera up to, like, have, like, a blind date to this, like, lake house escape rendezvous thing. And she's like, ew. <laughs> like, not into Shelly at all. Don't blame her. Um, then we have Chuck, who's the stoner. He's, like, a stoner dude. And Chili, who's... This his like fiance who's also a stoner. They're literally smoking weed the entire movie. Um, then there is a like biker gang that is comprised of three members named Ali, Fox, and Loco. And then we have some townies, we have Edna Hockett. And Harold Hockett and Abel. So. Wait. Which one is the crazy Ralph stand-in? Abel. Really? Yeah. Abel is like a ten times worse version of crazy (laughs) Ralph. Yeah. Whereas I want to know crazy Ralph's entire origin story. I just want to see Abel die immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't get to see it. Spoiler alert, we never see Abel die. He's like the messenger or whatever. Alright, shall we go right ahead and glaze through the fucking plot? Get to glazing. Aight. So, the movie starts with um, the final scene from Friday the 13th Part 2, um, where we get to see Ginny pretending to be Mrs. Voorhees again and you know we see her hit him with the machete and we see him left like in the shack. We're in Jason's shack the whole time so we don't like see the final like pop out moment that we got in the second movie but um, we're just like I think the camera's just, like, on Jason's body, and then we see him, like, get up, and then it just zooms into Mrs. Voorhees' head on the altar, and then the title, the title, like, comes out of her eyeballs in 3D, so it goes, like, Friday the 13th in, like, the left eye, and then part three in the right eye, and I was, like... And then the disco theme starts playing. Oh, yeah, the fucking... Okay, Let's try to find that because it's really good. Wow. Did a little slow fade out there. So that shit's fire. <laughs> so that I, shit there's slaps. a lot of inconsistencies though, with like their recap and shit. And yeah. Like they don't show like they don't show everything. 
is what I mean. Yeah. Like, they don't show... Like, what really happened was mm-hmm. they didn't show him jumping back through the window. Yeah. And Jason's face. They don't show that in mm-hmm. this movie. They, like... Because mm-hmm. Jason looks different. Yeah. J- yeah. Jason is basically... It's not as large of... Okay, so, like, if we're thinking about how Jason looked at the end of Friday the 13th, the first movie, and then jumping ahead, like, five years to the second movie where he's, like, long-haired, like, half kind of hot lumberjack well, daddy. Well, like I said in the last episode, too, it jumps ahead 22 years. That Jason you saw in Friday the 13th one is a vision she had oh. where baby that because that was the same jason that you see in the flashback of him drowning yeah and then he comes back oh up yeah in the we've water. already talked about so he's how, a child yeah and then 22 years go by and then they try to reopen the camp and jason has been surviving in the woods that's yeah. part two and he's older and he i guess hasn't shaved in a while or cut his hair after a series of 3D credits, the film picks back up literally the night after the events of part two. Jason is unmasked. He is out on the town looking for some new digs. And he heads to a little lakefront store owned by a married couple named Harold and Edna. And something that I noticed is that Edna looks like she's in her, like, 20s, but they're making her, like, act like she's, like, 57 years old and has been married for, like, 30 years. I think she's just supposed to be white trash. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, she seems like, she's like, Harold! Like, she's, like, putting on, like, an old lady voice or something. That's just white trash folk. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) That's me. That's my people. That's your people's, Craig? (laughs) So. They're a quirky couple. They're a quirky couple. Her husband um, seems kind of. He's eating fish food. He eats fish food. um, Fish flakes. Yeah, he and he just, like, basically eats everything in the store, but just, like, it's, like, COVID-19, like, worst nightmare. He's literally, like, swishing around, like, OJ and putting it back on the shelf and stuff. Yeah. He's a gross guy. Um, and... He drinks from the bottle, let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. <laughs> um, he also, like, has a little pet bunny, and I think he was checking on... I think he he had more than one pet bunny, but when he went to look at the rabbit cage, he saw that they were all dead, and then we get a 3D snake strike. Like, the snake was just in the rabbit cage and killed all the rabbits. And that was like, I feel like that was like our first 3D thing that we see, our first 3D pop. Yeah, maybe. At least the first one that's super noticeable. I mean, we did not watch it in 3D, so it's kind of, like, hard to tell unless they're, like, super exaggerated, which a lot of them are, but... I'd imagine the first, um, maybe the recap was 3D. That would be interesting. Yeah. But I imagine the first 3D move is the title screen, Mm. and then probably the snake. 
Yeah, B-side, yeah. Um, so, after he, uh, sees all of his bunnies be Brutalized. Dead. Brutalized. Be dead. All of his <laughs> bunnies. After he sees all of his bunnies be dead. <laughs> uh, I think he, like, goes to the bathroom and then he, like... Sees something. He's drinking liquor. Oh yeah, on the toilet. Yeah, his pants are down. He's taking a dump and he's drinking some some uh, Jack Daniels. Or something. Um, and he gets a cleaver right to the chest with our first uh, human death of the movie. So. Thoughts on that one? It was, um, you know, it was the first kill of the movie. I was like, it's pretty good, I guess. Pretty. Yeah. And it's fast. It comes up fast. Like, the movie starts, he gets killed. Yeah. But the next one's Mm -hmm. even better. So, um, our girl Edna goes to scope shit out, and she's looking... There's, like, a 3D rat situation going on. There's lots of 3D. There's a lot of gratuitous 3D shots, and we're going to try to call them all out. But, um, yeah. So, she, like, sees a rat with, like, red, beady red eyes, like, that's, like, perched on the edge of a wood thing. And she, like, is really grossed out by it, and she kind of backs up against a door that has like a window and then all of a sudden we see Jason's mm-hmm. hand go through and grab her face and then he puts a knitting needle through the back of her head and the needle goes all the way through like through his fingers so you can see it like sticking out so God. from that um Edna passes away <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a pretty good one. That one is good because she gets killed with her own fucking utensil. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just, it's fucked up. But also, at first we were like, what the fuck did he just kill her with? And I was like, oh yeah, that's her knitting needle. Yeah, I think we watched it back twice because we weren't sure. Like, what the fuck just happened? It's pretty <laughs> quick, but, well, you only see the instrument for a moment, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as it were, as it were, <laughs> as it were. Um, so the next day, Chris Higgins and her friends travel to Higgins Haven, <laughs> her old home on Crystal Lake. Did you know any? Okay, this is a sidebar. Did you know anyone that had like a lake house or anything being from the South? Did you have I any mean, lake I, house friends? I knew of them. I didn't know them because those people are rich. Yeah. I had one lake house friend. Shout out to Hunter. <laughs> we would go on lake You burn. rich bastard. Yeah, well, his, like, aunt's rich <laughs> or something. And so th- it's actually a really nice fucking house. It has, like, a little boathouse like with like a bunch of beds and stuff this would definitely be where like jason would have a fucking field day killing killing everyone at hunter's (laughs) lake house (laughs) 
Wow, Haley. Yeah, maybe I should Holy not fuck. think about this fucked up shit. Um, <laughs> sorry if you're listening, Hunter, or any of my friends. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to Higgins fucking Haven. And Unofficial title. Yeah. And they're going... I think it's the official no, title. Higgins there's fucking a, Haven. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> they're going to spend the weekend. Uh, the gang includes pregnant Debbie, her boyfriend Andy, prankster Shelly, his blind date Vera, who does not reciprocate his feelings, and stoners Chuck and Chili. On their way to the house, two cop cars pull up behind them, so they all proceed to eat the weed that Chuck and Chili brought with them, but the cops are just, like, passing them by, and they're actually checking out the murder of um, Edna and Harold, but I just thought... I thought it was so fucking funny that they just, like, literally panicked and everyone ate the weed. Like, except for Debbie and maybe Chris, because she's, like, a goody two-shoes, but... The gang stumbles upon a man giving off big Crazy Ralph energy. (laughs) Sleeping in the middle of the road. He shows them an eyeball in 3D, (laughs) of course, and heeds a warning... Look upon this omen and go back from whence you came. I have warned thee. I have warned thee. So, apparently, Jason, or he might have found this eyeball, but he had, from my understanding of it, he had contact with Jason. Um, I think Abel is just a two-bit crazy Ralph impersonator. <laughs> Damn. Abel is just on the fucking side of the road, or like in the road, laying down drunk. Pass out. They see him come up, and he's just grasping an eyeball. (laughs) And and he's very cryptic. He says, he gave this to me. He warned, or he told me to warn you, or something like that, right? Yeah. And it's like... What? So Jason just saw you, spared your life, but put an eyeball in your hand? I can't imagine Jason being gentle enough to even grasp an eyeball without exploding it in his hand and give it to a homeless man. Truly, truly wild, wild scene. Don't really know if it was that necessary to include him, but maybe they just were like... I feel like a better, like, that's not how I see Jason giving warnings. Yeah. I imagine if Jason wanted to warn these people not to come, he would have just, like, decapitated Crazy Ralph, put his head on a stake, and put it in front of the camp or something. And that would, and just, like, that's it. Or not Crazy Ralph. <laughs> that's Abel. it. That's the, oh, yeah. Crazy well, Ralph 2.0. Yeah. I mean, he could also, you do crazy ralph's head and abel's head and he can all the heads there's probably like at least 25 heads by now yeah i don't even think they ever found jason's shack from the previous film they don't really go into that corpse shack the squad pulls up to the lake house and gets settled in and we meet chris's boyfriend who is literally 
one of the biggest assholes in the history of cinema. <laughs> I feel like this guy, like, takes everything that Chris... Like, I just don't like the way... First of all, I feel like he's, like... She walks in and he's immediately, like, such a dick to her. He, like, scares her after knowing... I'm pretty sure he knows that she was attacked in the woods, like... Two years prior, and the first thing he does when she's returning to this place that holds a lot of fucking trauma is try to scare the shit out of her. Well, he scares her, but then he also keeps trying to initiate sex with yeah. her, right? And she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, what, are we not going to have sex all weekend? <laughs> what the fuck is this he's He's like getting conned out of sex he's a dickhead he's like what the hell's wrong with you is that his voice he's he's supposed to be a country boy or at least there's one scene where he refers to himself as a country boy Mm -hmm. and i'm like you don't have a country accent at all this guy's from fucking new york we have a fucking country accent (laughs) listen to us (laughs) um so, after we meet fucking Turbo Rick, douche. Rick, <laughs> Rick the big dick. Turbo douche. Um, Tiny dick Rick. Shelly pulls a the old axe, fake axe to the head gag, where he's hiding in a fucking, like, dresser. At this point, every movie's had a, like, goofball jokester right yeah yeah i mean that's like i feel like one of the i would say each movie they get progressively more goofy yeah and so far in the series he's a goof shelly is so weird um so after they're all settled in, um, Shelly and Vera go to a convenience store where we get a 3D wallet throw and <laughs> meet a gang of chain punks who start fucking with them. Um, well, let's say two chain and one egg. Two chain and one egg. Who's the egg punk? The egg punk is the one who gets killed the quickest. It's on the screen the least. Wearing like leopard print and shit. Fox? The woman? Oh, no, the guy with the bullet belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tight pants, bullet belt. The guy that gets the... Some, like, leopard print. Yeah. Um, what's his face? That's, uh, Loco. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the egg punk of the group. His name's Loco. He's definitely egg punk. The rest are chain punk and have visible chains on them. Yeah. Especially Ali. So... (laughs) Um, basically, Shelly, when they're leaving, they're in a, like, yellow punch buggy, which is apparently Rick's, um, and Shelly accidentally backs up into the gang's, like, bikes, and Ali, like, grabs his, like, chain that's hanging around his neck and, like, smiles at Shelly, who, like, smiles back, and then he's punches the windows of the bug in 3d 3d and his chained fist coming at your face in the theater um which was crazy to watch and then shelly fucking pulls fucking some fast five shit and goes and as like 
Ali is uh trying to rev up his fucking motorcycle to go like fuck with them more. Um, Shelly runs over the guy's motorcycle (laughs) and then, like, drives away. And and that makes you think of Fast Five. I don't know. It makes (laughs) you think of... It's like Shelly is the rock in that situation. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shelly is is very similar to Vin Diesel, the rock. He gives off a Vin Diesel vibe. Later, the bikers show up while the teens are chilling, playing with yo-yos in 3D. Of course. And a bikini-clad and pregnant. <laughs> Sexy. Although you would not know she was pregnant. Debbie um, leans into the van to go grab something, and we get another POV shot of um, someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> more jason creeping yeah it's like implied that jason was looking at her ass but then we it's like shaky cam point of view yeah but that with the like theme too like the so but then we see some feet prints under the van and it turns out that the biker gang followed them back to higgins haven (laughs) And they are planning on taking all of the gas out of the van and burning down a the barn on the property to get revenge on the teens. Fox goes into the barn first and is just, like, kind of fucking around. She's, like, looking at all the shit, and then she like, starts swinging on, like, a rope that's, like, sort of hanging outside of the barn, and she's, like, fucking around with, uh, Loco, being, like, look, we, <laughs> like, whatever, and then Loco, like, looks away for a second and then looks back and she's disappeared, so he's, like, what the fuck, and then he goes to look and he discovers Loco's body is... She got, like, pitchforked on the neck, like, and she's, like, pinned against, like, uh, not a rat, like, a pillar thing in the barn, mm-hmm. and you, the camera, like, pans down, and you see that she's, like, hanging there, um, and Loco's like, what the fuck, and then Jason comes with a pitchfork, and we get a 3D pitchfork stab through the gut for our dude, Loco. And he, cigarette still in mouth, uh, slowly dies. And then the cigarette drops out and it's like, has blood on it. Which was kind of a cool touch, I thought. I like the 3D pitchfork coming towards the camera. Yeah, that was a good one. Can you just imagine being in the theater for this and just, like, hearing, like, the 80s audience being like, <gasps> like, whenever there's, like, a 3D thing? That's my dream. Ugh, take us back. If we're time, if time travel ends up being real, like, we're gonna fucking go see all of these fucking movies in theaters. Yeah, I want to go be into, like... I want to time travel just so I can experience all the cool shit I like yeah. when it was current. <laughs> that night, Chris and Rick head out into the woods um, where Chris starts describing her being attacked by 
a deformed man who we all know is Jason in a flashback and reveals that that's why she's returned to confront her fears and escape the trauma. And Rick, I think is literally like, okay, well like, what about me? Because he's a fucking asshole, dude. So while she's describing her trauma, this story, it, so she like Chris or, um, Rick just asked Chris, like, what happened or something, <laughs> and then she starts talking, and then slowly this effect comes on mm. to, it's like a superimposed image of the story she's telling, and this, like, seamlessly happens. She starts talking, and then she the scene is just one shot, and she's just talking, mm-hmm. and there's a superimposed video of jason chasing her through the woods and like it's like at half transparency or something yeah it's pretty and it's weird yeah it's cool too and you see jason's face and already you know like what the fuck like this is a few days after Mm -hmm. the previous movie and i thought i noticed it was weird that in the little recap they showed they didn't show jason's face like that if they were going to show what happened in the previous movie like, they didn't Wait. show Harry Jason in this movie, right, at all. And then yeah. you see Jason a few days later in this movie, mm-hmm. and he's a fucking bald Yeah, and also, baby man. something to note is that Chris... So, Chris was attacked two years before the events of Friday the 13th Part 2. Which means Jason has been living in the woods. Yeah, but he was bald in front in. Yeah, in the so, flashback. So he was bald <laughs> and then grew hair and a beard. God. And a bag mask. And then ditched the bag. Well, got killed, seemingly. And then ditched the bag mask. Also, also he was fucking bald in Friday the 13th Part 1 as well. Just being a child. Why did they give him, like, long ass? Okay. Back at Higgins Haven, the couple start pairing off after an impressive bout of 3D fruit juggling from Shelly <laughs> Shelly and Andy. Shelly tries to put the moves on Vera and she physically covers his mouth and tells him not to finish hitting on her and Shelly calls her a bitch under his breath. So fuck you, Shelly. Although it was a little rude of her to, like, literally be, like... It was, like, a forceful, like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like... Yeah. She should not have done that. She should have just been, like, no. But he also is annoying, so whatever. Yeah, he's annoying as fuck. Yeah, and also just, like... He deserved it. I don't know. I hate, like, basically all the men in this movie, so... (laughs) That guy... Shelly is literally an incel. He is, dude. Shelly's, like... No, none of the girls give me a chance. I'm great. They just need to give me a chance. Yeah, and meanwhile, he's, like, doing dumb shit, like, pretending to be dead every two fucking seconds, so. And he does this shit. Okay, so while Vera is outside, like, hanging out by the lake, she gets scared by Shelly, who's, like, wearing a hockey mask, and he's holding a fucking, like, harpoon gun. He, like, grabs her foot, like, from Did you say a hockey mask? Oh my god. Wow. We got the hockey mask origin story. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me one of these kids, Shelly, 
if you will, is one of these kids that's going to be killed by Jason is wearing a hockey mask. Yes. So you're telling me Shelly, the most annoying character... In the canon. In the canon, is the one who gives Jason his iconic look. I am telling you that, Craig, and I am telling you that, <laughs> listeners. Also, it's funny, we watched um, a little like bonus feature in the Friday the 13th movie collection, Scream Factory, shouts out to that. Um, we watched like, one of the like DVD documentary or whatever things, and um, the actor that played Shelly was like, in the thing he was talking about how he gets like emails from people being like you gave jason the mask and he's like a fucking lawyer now or some shit yeah and i'm like wow <laughs> our king our king shelly um it's also something interesting to note is that at the beginning sort of at the beginning of the movie when we're first introduced to all the characters like all the teens um shelly's wearing like a creepy sort of like clear mask so, something, like, that I thought about was, like, how, like, it could have been, like, Jason was wearing, like, could have been wearing, like, a different mask. Because yeah, Shelly he could have had any this, mask. Yeah. Shelly collects masks. He, the, I think, not completely <laughs> sure, because I don't know of the dates. I know this movie is 1982. Right? Yeah, it is. So, um... The one of the earlier masks that Shelly wears is like a clear mask. It's like a women woman's face with like blush mm-hmm. and like eye makeup or yeah. something. And that clear mask looks like the Alice Sweet Alice mm-hmm. mask that the killer wears in that movie. Mm-hmm. Just another slasher movie. Yeah, that's probably referencing it. Which is like it's just weird to think that. And also, the context in which he has a hockey mask in this movie is not anything to do with hockey. Yeah. At all. He's... They're in the woods. Oh, but... But, apparently, I read on the wiki, like, the Friday the 13th wiki thing, that he actually is a hockey goalie, so it does make sense that he has a hockey mask. That Shelly is? Shelly's a goalie. In the canon? Yeah. <laughs> Where does so, it ever say that? Dude, it says it in the Friday the 13th week. I swear to God. Maybe there's a comic book it. where Shelly... <laughs> there's, like, probably a one-issue comic book from, like, 1997 <laughs> where Shelly, like, has a backstory. He's in the game. He's in the Oh, game. really? He's yeah, not... the game that we're never gonna fucking play. Thanks a lot. Fucking... Well, we're not gonna get into that. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> so yeah i think it's um cool that jason has a hockey mask and whenever i think about like hockey masks and like fictional characters i always think of jason and casey jones from the ninja turtles (laughs) but he actually uses like hockey sticks and shit so it makes sense but jason is just a fucking woodsman killer yeah there's no no fucking sense with that one but he likes the look obviously um so 
He loves Luke because Shelly goes into the barn and then um, we go back to Vera who's chilling on the lake. She's looking through Shelly's wallet and then she accidentally drops it in the lake so she starts like walking into the water and then we see a man, it's Jason, (laughs) in a hockey mask. Holding the harpoon gun, and she thinks it's Shelly playing a joke on her. Um, it is not Shelly. It is Jason, and he shoots the harpoon gun. From the dock. From the dock. 3D right into her fucking eyeball, and she dies. So, yeah, you see from Vera's point of view, she's, like, on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she's standing in the water. Or she's standing out mm-hmm. in the water and some distance away from this dock. And then you see Jason, like, come up on the dock and stare at her and point the harpoon gun. And the whole time you just know you're going to see a 3D effect of, like, Jason shooting this projectile. That's the, yeah, that's like, I feel like as far as use of 3D, that one's really good. That's a really good line. Yeah, it's cool looking. And it's funny to imagine, like, the Friday the 13th fans seeing this when it came out. Because this, like, movie did really, like, by the time this one came out, Mm -hmm. the third one, it was really popular in the theaters. Probably because of its, like, new for the time 3D technology. Yeah. But... I just imagine a theater full of people getting this harpoon gun shot at the screen <laughs> and cheering because the effect is cool. Yeah, something. dude. But it's like Jason shooting the crowd of people. <laughs> <laughs> Hard rip for our girl Vera, who had to spend her last moments being, like, creeped out by fucking Shelly. So, sorry, girly. Andy and Debbie have intercourse in a hammock. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Chris, for some reason, gives the fucking couple who are obviously the most horny for each other, like, the room that only has a hammock and not a bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of a dick move, I feel like, but they're into it, so they fuck in the hammock, and then um, Debbie starts, like, taking a shower, and Andy for some reason, just is in the mood to start walking on his hands. So he's just, like... More clownery. Yeah, just (laughs) being full clown mode, circus vibes. He's walking on his hands down the hallway to grab Debbie a beer, which I'm just realizing she asked for a beer. beer. She asked for a shower beer, and she's pregnant. Debbie, what are you doing, girly? Anyways, Andy sees Jason's, like, feet and, like, looks up and Jason fucking chops him right down the middle with a machete. splits him. Just oof. It's, like, a brutal hit, too. Yeah. The way the body collapses, like... When Jason slams his machete down on it, it looks, like, forceful. Yeah. Like, not only did Jason cut this person, but it's, like, not, like, some clean... Like, today, if that happened, it would just slice through the person. Here, it's, like, 
yeah. half club, half <laughs> machete cut. So it just looks gnarly. Yeah. It looks weird. Like his legs are falling. It's weird. Yeah. Because he's walking on his hands, the camera angle they show when he gets sliced is from above and you see his feet. Mm-hmm. So it's already disorienting. It's pretty wild. Um, That's a good kill. Maybe the best. Maybe, but we'll see. So, Debbie finishes her shower, and she rests on a ha- on the hammock, reading a Fangoria magazine with an article written about our boy, Tom Savini. You can see in the... That's like a fun little Easter egg that we noticed. Yeah, for the first movie, since Tom did the effects on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Part four. Um, she notices Andy's like corpse is like stuffed in the rafters right before she dies. Oh yeah, and that's where you get to see like the guts and mm-hmm. shit. You see like it's like his cross section of his body. It's yeah. pretty gross. It's so gross. And y'all. his body parts are just stuffed up in the rafter. Like Jason delicately like House of Cards, this fucking guy's body on top of this yeah. little plank of wood. I'm like, that's carefully placed. How does he <laughs> fucking have the time? Yeah, every movie he go- he kills people, then he goes around like placing their corpses. He's like an artist, kind of. <laughs> like he'll like pin them to the wall or like <laughs> stuff them in a fridge. <laughs> Jason has a bachelor of fine arts degree. <laughs> Probably. Um, speaking of calling out to previous movie and makeup artists. Maybe they did this on purpose being like, this is like an ode to you, my guy. So Jason thrusts a knife through Debbie's chest from underneath. Um, and we see it like stab through, which kind of echoes, um, our boy Kevin Bacon's death in Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. With the arrow with through. The, yeah, with the arrow through the neck. Um, which, the effect... That effect was done by Tom Savini, right? hmm So, uh, Tom Savini didn't do the effects on in this movie. But I do like to think that that was a little, like... Yeah, that has to be a callback, right? A little cheeky callback. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. Um... I think it might be more effective in the first movie, though, still. Yeah. Especially since we just saw some pretty crazy kills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then the power goes out in the house, so Chuck, who's, like, the stoner dude, goes to the fucking... Oh, he has, like, a legendary scene where he fucking, like takes a joint and he's like taking a shit in an outhouse and he's smoking a joint <laughs> and he's and he all goes, nervous and he's going like to the Ooh, outhouse. strong stuff i think like uh jason like shakes the outhouse or some shit and he's like <laughs> no way dude i swear jason to god because shakes it sh- the outhouse and the outhouse shakes that. the outhouse like shakes or he hears something Something's like moving around and he's like, whoa, strong stuff. And then he just like goes back. Imagine Jason, like while you're taking a shit, Jason, like he knows you're in there. He just goes up to your (laughs) shit and he just shakes it. He's He's like, like, it's like, fuck you. (laughs) 
Jason knows I'll save about that for big later. <laughs> As we've seen from his shack, he has a toilet. He absolutely has to have a toilet handy. He probably was, he probably was fucking trying to take a little bathroom break in between him fucking bodying all of teens, <laughs> and fucking Chuck was in there smoking, yeah. and he fucking was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, Jason is just knocking on the outhouse door. That would be a funny way for Jason to kill this Dude, guy. Dude, that it would have gone that way. That would be funny. Um. But, <laughs> knock, unfortunately, knock. <laughs> hey, I'm in here. our boy Chuck uh, goes to the basement to fix the, like, fuse box, but Jason grabs him and, like, throws him into the fuse box and electrocutes him. Kind of a dumb one. It's so lame, dude. Because he so just lame. gets, like, pushed into the fuse box and then there's just, like... He has, like, electric... Animation no, sparks. Yeah. There's no, like, goal... Like, it's not very interesting. He just kind of shakes. Yeah. Chuck deserved better. I would have liked to see, like, a fucking, like, Jason... Hit him with a bomb. Yeah, dude, like, okay. You have <laughs> two... Okay. You have two fucking stoners in this movie. You make such a big deal about them being stoners and then you don't even have like a creative like pot related murder like <laughs> i just feel like that's such a waste but that is kind of a waste <sighs> whatever anyways they're speaking... my two favorite characters <laughs> yeah though, i mean <laughs> they might be us yeah th- let's be honest these these two are us <laughs> um if <laughs> They have some funny and cute banter. Yeah. Between them. Oh, yeah. She's like, they hear someone screaming, one of their friends screaming, like, dying. And they're like, oh, they're just having sex or something. (laughs) And they're like, and she's like, I never make that sound when we're having sex. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you need to practice. And then she just, like, screams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, it's cute. Um, so... Chili, who's Chuck's fiance. Um, Chili and Chuck? Yes, dude. Chili (laughs) and Chuck. (laughs) All right. They're awesome. Shelly opens the door. So, like, y'all remember Shelly. He gave Jason the hockey mask. Well, not gave him. Jason ripped it off his probably dead body. But somehow... Shelly musters up the strength to walk through the front door and he his throat has been slit. So he's like like he's a machete slit throat. Mm-hmm. And they think it's a fucking gag. Yeah. Because he had an axe in his head earlier. Yeah, dude. Like with realistic gore. Mm-hmm. So she realizes that Shelly, like, is actually dead. And then she kind of, like, discovers, like, everyone's body in a pretty badly acted scene. Although I imagine they made her redo the scene. Apparently, like, for the 3D stuff, like, they were very, like, focused on the technical aspects of it more so than the acting. So the acting in this movie is not, it's not great, but 
to the actor's defense, I'm sure they had very long days where they just had to die over and over and over again. So I will say though, like there's some moments where it stand out as bad, like this scene <laughs> that we're talking about with her. She's bad at acting, but for most of the movie, I think they do a fine job. Yeah. Like, it's what you expect from this type of movie. It's like an almost self-aware sort of badness mm-hmm. that they do. Like, it's campy. Yeah. They're, like, acting. You know, like, it's fake is what the way they're acting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always... Well, people always say, like, these horror movies that we love so much, they're like, oh, they have bad acting. And I, I've never been one to think that, like, these performances that are, like, campy and more, like, amped up mm-hmm. personalities and shit, I don't think of that as bad. I just think of it as, like, dramatic. Exaggerated. 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 It's like an exaggerated yeah. performance. Yeah. They're versus. self... I feel like slashers are very, like, self-referential. I feel like they're, like... I don't know. When you go into it, especially, like ones that don't take themselves super seriously like i would say most of the friday the 13th movies don't take themselves that seriously no um like i don't know you watch it with kind of like a wink wink nudge nudge type vibe yeah i think when i when i think of bad acting i usually think of someone trying really hard to be good and Mm -hmm. failing Mm mm-hmm yeah, <laughs> so, I feel like that's kind of like the what, what we talked about in the last episode where we were talking about like the 2010s horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess we just Schmaltzy. like carica- caricatures being killed, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a it's a mixed bag of performances. Yeah, there's some bad, and then there's some okay, and it's what you expect. Yeah, totally. Chili gets poked in the stomach with Chili. A, Chili gets uh killed with a hot fire poker in 3D. So, what did you think about that one? Um yeah, it was fine. You know, it was like I mean, you see it like go through, so it was kind of cool, but like I don't know, I feel like honestly Besides the next kill we're going to talk about, like, I feel like we had, like, a bunch of strong kills in a row, and then, like, two, like, I think, like, Chuck's death was, like, it kind of, like, made it lose steam a little bit, and so Chili's was sort of, like, picking back up from, like, the disappointment of, like, Chuck's death, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Chili's kill is an interesting concept. It's more like that's a kill where you can start to see that Jason is getting creative or whatever. Mm-hmm. With, like, as it becomes uh, the norm for these movies, Jason, you know, in future installments goes on to do, like, crazy things to kill people. Yeah. So... This is more involved than just, like, machete to the throat. This is, like, he's got a hot fire pick that's been, like, cooking in the fire. Yeah. And he 
burn impale somebody (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and the sound and stuff it's pretty it's pretty good it's good it's good it's a good one yeah it's it's good it's good it's memorable (laughs) because it's different than the others is what i'm saying yeah and it's definitely one of the iconic ones of the movie i would say because of the 3d our boy rick's fucking punch buggy dies so rick and chris walk back to the house and find it in disarray so rick steps outside to sort of like search the grounds but jason grabs him and crushes his skull with his bare hands making one of his eyes pop out of the socket in 3d it is so fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, it's like a mix of like good, really good, and like you can t- just tell that the head is so fake. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> I love this kill, especially because Rick is a fucking dickhead. So it's very satisfying, honestly, for me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my favorite thing about this one is honestly the scene right before he gets killed where she, Chrissy, Chris, is looking around for Rick Mm -hmm. in the house, and it's a POV shot from outside of the house. You can see both the window that Chrissy is in front of, and then to the right and below, you can see Jason covering rick's mouth with his hand Mm -hmm. and holding him hostage yeah about to kill him so jason is like keeping him from alert alerting chrissy Mm -hmm. and it's like weird to imagine jason like being like a killer would be or whatever yeah i don't know like choking someone or Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to prevent yeah people from Warning. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, but I'm going to fucking crush your head. Yeah, dude. It's not like a neck snap or anything. It's like, yeah, he's just is... going to fucking crush his head. That one's crazy. He That's would definitely person. have screamed at that point, though. Yeah. And he doesn't, I don't think. I thought, no, he goes like, ah. But I think Chrissy is like looking throughout the house as she misses it. In a move that mimics the first movie, Jason hurls a dead Rick through the window at Chris. Because remember, um, what's her face? Deborah? Debbie? Who knows? Gets thrown through the window. Yes. Towards Um, Alice. By Mrs. Voorhees, somehow. Um, so, Jason and Chris battle throughout the house, and Chris jumps through the window to escape. You know what you just made me think of, though? is this movie is, like, mimicking the first movie a lot in multiple different ways. It's almost like, let's remake the first movie, but now it's uh, the Jason series. True. That's a good point. Because we'll get to it. Yeah. There's another scene that is a switch around reference yeah i imagine it's like so like you know there's like the star wars like the first star wars movie that came out and then like 
this retroactively they yeah. were prequels. I don't yeah. know if that's the same thing. But no, no, I, no. I get like what you're um, the one, like the new one, the first one with like the Ray story and that shit. I felt like it's like the same formula where it's like it starts oh, like at a certain thing and yeah. then it ends with like they explode the Death Star basically, and it's like the same. Yeah, let's formula. just somehow make it new but the exact same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and change all the names slightly yeah <laughs> um so <laughs> um after chris like jumps through the window and escapes the house she tries to flee in the van but as y'all should remember the gang of chain and egg punks <laughs> emptied the van <laughs> So, uh, Jason catches up to her and tries to, like, grab her through the window on a rickety bridge. Chris, like, escapes the van, and then I think the van, like, falls through the bridge with Jason, like, kind of trapped in it, but then he breaks free, and we see Jason run in this movie, like, and it looks really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Jason's, like, much better. he fast walks. He runs after her after the car like i remember looking at it and being like our guy is fully running and it does not look scary at all well jason (laughs) does run in a few other movies that i can think of and it's more scary in those movies I'm just picture him like, um, I mean, like that screenshot you shared me of like Jason's ass. <laughs> so, Jason's thick. <laughs> Jason Voorhees ass. <laughs> he got a thicky. But like that, I remember that still was from, um, I think part, it was from part six. And he's speed walking in that one. This was when he was chasing after one of the... Wow, I can't even believe I'm remembering this. But this is when he was chasing after one of the paintballers. And he's oh, yeah. sort of, like, walking quickly. He's he's much scarier but you also as a power him, walker. You see him run in part four, too. Like, fully <laughs> run. Mm-hmm. And I think the mistake that this movie makes with showing Jason is they show his whole body from far away. <laughs> Which is just, like... Everyone looks awkward when they yeah. walk or run. Yeah. And you see their whole body, yeah. like, from above. That's so true. <laughs> like, Jason would look much scarier if he looked bigger on the screen and was, like, running towards you. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Still scary, I guess. Um, So, Chrissy escapes and makes her way to the barn. So while she's, while they're inside the barn, basically, like, there's, she, for some reason, like, hangs on a rafter, um, and then, like, she, Jason's, like, looking around, and she, like, falls on him, but then, like, they sort of, like, fight, and then, um... Ali, who was the chain punk that punched the windows of the, like, punch buggy or whatever. Um, okay, wait a second. Oh. Since it's the third time you've said punch buggy, yeah. what is that? A punch... That's like a bu- uh, beetle, or... Is it just a nut... Is that um, your word for, like, a Volkswagen bug? Yeah. 
Yeah, you never heard of Punch Buggy? No, man. Like, I okay. thought that was a game, like Punch Buggy. No yeah, punch so when bag. you see like a Volkswagen, like <laughs> if you see a Volkswagen, so let's say it's like green, you like turn to your like sibling and go like green punch buggy no punch back and then you like punch them so i'm just calling it a punch buggy because I, <laughs> I, <laughs> well he does punch the he buggy. literally does <laughs> <laughs> ali doobie punching the buggy <laughs> is that his name yeah ali doobie <laughs> <laughs> he doobie though he doobie dad <laughs> um so, so Ali turns out he is alive and he did we even talk about I don't even think we talked about Ali checking Oh my gosh, I don't even think we talked about this. Wow. Well, Loco gets killed, right? And mm-hmm. then you see uh Jason Ali like, comes in yeah. and sees the uh, woman chain punk no, into he, the mm-mm. rafter. No, and that's then Loco. the body Loco falls on top of he doesn't, Ali. Ali doesn't ever see Fox's body. He only sees Loco's body. Oh well, it doesn't really matter. Loco gets thrown onto Ali, mm-hmm. and then. Jason and him, like, fight, and then, like, he... Jason, like, bitch slaps Ollie and then, like, beats him, presumably to death, but then it's revealed that Ollie survived the attack, and he tries to attack Jason, and Jason, like, immediately, like, chops off his arm, and then, like, overkill, like, machetes him, like... Yeah, beats him again. Over and over and over again. this time. Yeah, so... But while he's doing that, Chris strikes Jason over the head with a shovel, and then she hangs him, like, from the barn with the rope um, that's, like, kind of hanging from the second floor. And then she goes to open the door to the barn. She opens it, and Jason's, like, alive and trying to, like, get out of the noose and he lifts up his mask and she for the first time realizes that it's the same person that attacked her two years prior and his, we see his like fucked up looking face and then well, he shows it yeah well he, he shows, shows it, it to... to remind her that he says no, he... yeah bitch i'm that guy i thought he showed it just like by accident because he needed to lift the mask to get the noose off it looked to me like he fully lifted the mask up to reveal his face to her. And he kind of even, like, smiles, I, I think. True. And, like, a, <laughs> he smiles in, like, a sloth from the Goonies type of way. Yeah. He's well, basically, yeah. like, sloth from the Goonies, the killer. And so he lifts the mask up, like, gives a little wink, and then puts it back down. <laughs> Dude, I, I just want to talk about, like, we can make it quick, but... What the fuck does this mean for Jason? Like, so, the last movie, we see Jason unmasked. He's got the long hair. He's got the beard. Mm-hmm. He looks man-like. Mm-hmm. Everything, like, the way he gets hurt and he gets punched and downed and stuff. And, like, 
seems human. And he's got a toilet in his shack. He takes shits. <laughs> he's human. And then in this movie, Jason gets fully hung. Neck mm. snappingly hung from like two stories, like the top of a barn. And his neck, like, snaps, and he dangles there. And then he comes back to life, pulls himself up with by his own strength, and unhangs himself, and then continues killing. Yeah. So I'm like, Jason, are you a zombie? That's where I start to wonder, like, has Jason always been a zombie? Like, did Jason drown and come back to life because of the, like, evil in the lake or something yeah i mean that would make sense honestly it's never that would make the most amount of sense in this as far as i know it's never confirmed anywhere but like I, it's just weird to think about yeah if you tried to make sense of it like is jason has jason been a zombie this whole time <laughs> there's definitely some sort of mystical element that makes Jason an unstoppable force, but I don't think he's like fully a zombie at this point. Yeah. But he's getting there. I think he's just very hard. He's, he's just a man there. that's very hard to kill. I mean, like, I feel like he just becomes more and more like not human, like every franchise. Definitely. Um, every episode. Or every episode. Every installment. Of our podcast. Um,. I thought this was, okay, I thought that Chris hung him after he killed Ali, but actually, I think Ali tries to attack Jason, and he, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so, it doesn't even matter that I said it out of order, but basically, like, when Ali, like, goes to try to attack and kill Jason, Jason chops off his arm, um, and then kills him. So, while he's being distracted by murdering Ollie, like, overkill vibes, um, Chris strikes Jason in the head with an axe, giving him the iconic, uh... <laughs> slit in his slit mask. Slit in his mask. Yeah. Um, and he staggers momentarily towards her before finally collapsing, and then Chris pushes a canoe out into the lake and falls asleep, directly mimicking exactly what Alice did in the first movie. This whole scene is, like, where this movie starts to seem like a remake, mm -hmm. like a more big-budget remake of the first movie, but now Jason is the iconic killer mm -hmm. that's been established mm -hmm. because they kind of retcon some shit from the second movie that just happened by changing the way Jason looks and stuff and you know it's like the plot is very similar to the first movie just without mm -hmm. the Pamela Voorhees stuff mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. um and so when she goes out in the raft she's out there and then a zombie Pamela Voorhees who's been drowned now and it has like leeches or worms and shit on her and it's mm -hmm. like a rotting corpse jumps out of the water pulls her under in the canoe like it's yeah. just like the surprise ending from the first movie mm -hmm. but 
Jason is the main character, not yeah. Pamela. And before she gets pulled into the water by Pamela, um, she sees like Jason fully unmasked. This is like Bloody. the most we see of Jason. Like I feel like. Well, so we'll see in the future, but, like, he's, like, fully not masked. He's fully, like, he's, like, he looks so scary. He honestly. looks like Sloth from the Goonies, yeah. but he's bloodied in this yeah. scene because implying that, so after getting axed in the head, seemingly killed, mm-hmm. he removes the axe, removes his mask, goes up to stairs yeah he's like peeking through the window and he's of the roaring basically and he's like screaming and shaking like he's excited to come kill you because you're still alive yeah and then he runs out the front door a few moments later Mm -hmm. and is running towards her and then she gets pulled under by yeah zombie pamela and then that was all a dream yeah or like a nightmare and she was just what it was just like she she wakes up yeah the cops are pulling her in and then she gets taken away and they just leave jason's corpse yeah they just leave him there (laughs) and that they don't they they save her they're like yeah all the dead bodies are in there yep that was all of them or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they're like yeah here's this dead here's the killer he's dead (laughs) and then they just take this last remaining chrissy Mm-hmm. and leave the scene of the crime. And I'm just like, the killer's corpse is, like, still bloody with an axe in it. Like, aren't you going to have someone on scene? Yeah. Like, like someone could come watching... tamper with this fucking body. <laughs> like, what kind of cop protocol is this? Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking but weird. it leads us to more movies. <laughs> Yay! And... The- yeah, this is the... Do you see him disappear? No, he literally... Okay, the movie literally ends. We get a, the shot of Jason just, like, lying in the barn. And then we don't see him move or anything. Um, and then we just get a shot of the lake. And then that's it. So, um, we have seen part four. So, I am remembering that, like, the, that movie does start where Recap. this movie ends but um yeah that was friday 13th part three um we did it yay yay i love this we got to jason mask we got we got to the iconic look guys see we all we did it together okay we got through Baghead Jason, and we got through Jason's mommy. So now, now we're now from now, now on, it's OG. Proper OG. Friday the Thirteenth in full force <laughs> from here on out. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of Hockey Mask Jason? What do you think of the Jason that's in this movie compared to other Friday the Thirteenth villains? So, definitely not my favorite Jason. Still. Um, but I like the hockey mask mm-hmm. look more than the baghead look, of course. But, like, his attire and the way his face looks unmasked isn't my favorite. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not the biggest fan of the, uh, practical effects makeup in this one. Mm-hmm. I just think it's not as well done 
in a lot of ways, and it it does have that like sloth from the Goonies kind of like prosthetics. Yeah. Look. But um, yeah, I mean it's a step in the right direction. He definitely looks more hulking. Yeah. In this movie than the previous movie. He's very large. Like, he looks like... He's wide. Yeah. He's thick. body yaddy 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 fat <laughs> neck. I just wish he wasn't completely bald. Yeah. Like... Let's get some hair on our boy. I swear he doesn't even have eyebrows. Yeah, Maybe he doesn't. He, he literally doesn't. It's like... Yeah, he looks very different. But, um... I would say I really like, I like this Jason more than Baghead Jason. Um, he's my favorite Jason while well, we've only seen, oh, well, I guess like we saw a Jason in Friday the 13th Kid as Jason. Well. There's Kid Jason. He's my favorite Jason that we've seen so far, but Same. believe me, he gets better and better. He ages like a fine wine, y'all. That gets, like, murdered at least five times and yet still comes <laughs> back to kill. Um, but, yeah, I liked him. I liked... I thought that he really uh, gets his stride in terms of creative kills mm-hmm. and iconic kills. And I think the 3D really added to that and... Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was I I liked him in this. I liked him in this. Jason. <laughs> Great job, Jason. Yeah, I mean it's good it's a good performance. I don't I think maybe the movements of like how Jason walks and like moves and attacks is scarier in part two than in this one because there is there's a goofy scene in part three. Mm-hmm. where he's running like you were talking about. Yeah. And that just kind of look. It just takes the air out of... Mm-hmm. All of the air out of the character mm-hmm. being scary. You know, it's like... Yeah. Even the, like, that final dream sequence, which, like, I feel like it's yeah. supposed to be scary, it's sort of, like, goofy. Because he's, like... He's smiling, kind of, and yeah, I think it's it just like, like his, a smile. his face, maybe, but it just looks like, again, like Craig keeps saying, like it looks like sloth from the Goonies, so it's like not that scary. Which I'm pretty sure came out after this, yeah. anyways. But <laughs> they probably was, just reuse the same prosthetic. That would be funny. <laughs> um, but, but um. I, I do really like the uh, mask, hockey mask. I like the specific hockey mask mm-hmm. that they chose that, like, became iconic with the red triangles on it and such. It's creepy. And it has the top strap, too. That's mm-hmm. also very, like, I notice that a lot. Because he's bald, you can see at certain angles, like, yeah. his top black strap and on the sides mm-hmm. and it just looks brutal it looks like a executioner's mask <laughs> or something in yeah a way. dude um and i like the slit that the uh chris puts in the axe yeah. slit in that's bloody mm-hmm. that's pretty iconic i yeah. like that they keep that continuity throughout the movies like changes to like jason gets more battered and corpse-like 
each movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. gets damaged, and they keep the the thing. Like, mm-hmm. he has that axe mark in his mask from here on out. This is cool. Yeah. Well. That's all. Yeah. About Jason's look in this movie, but so um, not bad. Yeah. So, you know... The podcast is called Murders Per Gallon Popcorn, so we would be remiss to not speak on the actual murders that take place in this film. So, here we go, the breakdown, and we will say our faves. So, in this movie, there is 12 total kills. Well, 13 if you include uh, Debbie's unborn child. <laughs> uh, so, tough stuff for, <laughs> for that. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> Alright, let's get through these boring ones. We got Harold. He's the guy who gets killed first. Axe in the chest. Then we got his wife, Edna, who gets a... Pr- Slightly more interesting sewing needle through the back of the head and mouth. Then we got Fox, the female punk rocker chick, biker, who gets pinned to a rafter in a barn with pickaxe or a um, fork. Pitchfork. <laughs> Pitchfork. And I couldn't remember the name for that either. Loco gets, um, how does Loco die? It's boring. That's, yeah, it's the same, it's a pick, uh, Loco also fork. gets the pitchfork into the guts. Yeah. Which is not that bad, yeah. it's fine. Now, Vera is where it gets interesting. So, Vera is the one who's out on the water looking for Shelly, had just been scared by Shelly, when... Jason reveals himself as wearing the iconic hockey mask. The first first time you see the killer's head mm-hmm. in a shot. And you see him point a harpoon gun and shoot an arrow or harpoon or whatever right through her eye. And it's in 3D. Pretty iconic. Yeah. Next is Shelly, who gets, like, attacked off screen, but his, like, actual death happens when he comes in with his throat slit to warn the others but they think that he's just playing a gag because he already once in this movie has shown or multiple times twice i think has shown up and pretended to be like injured or dying in a gory way so it's like a Boy Who Cried Wolf. Boy Who Cried Wolf kill. He, mm-hmm. he dies because he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Andy, who had just finished having sex in a hammock, right? Yeah, he was uh, handstanding. So yeah. he had just uh, gotten his rocks off in a hammock, and while his girlfriend is taking a shower, right? He is doing handstands around the cabin like a fool. (laughs) And Jason sees this as a perfect time to split him down the middle crotch first. So Jason hammers a machete down on his junk. 
and splits him down the middle up to his chest and you see all of his guts and everything as he's splayed up on the rafters and blood drips down onto Debbie who gets killed the Kevin Bacon way through the back through the chest with a knife <laughs> And then we have Chuck, our little stoner with the headband, who's out taking a dump in the outhouse while lighting a doobie. Taking a doobie. (laughs) We can't. We talked about that. It was like, um, fuck. I wrote it down too. I don't know. The shit and toke. <laughs> the shit and toke. We literally were like, ah, the classic shit and toke, as if either of us have done that. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that... I wouldn't... I would be open to it, but... Yeah. So, he gets, um... Yeah, anyways, the stoner, he doesn't get killed on in the outhouse toilet, unfortunately... Big missed opportunity for a toilet kill. Die like Elvis. And he instead goes into a random basement. I guess he wraps up his shit and walks to a basement. Jason just pushes him into a fuse box and he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Next we got Chili. Not sure if that's her name. It's Chili! <laughs> that's a dumb name. I know, but she's a dumb character, so... So, Chili gets the fire poker, scalding hot fire poker, impaled through her chest after one terrible acting performance. We might have the best one right here. Rick. Rick is in earshot of um, Chrissy, who is in the house, when Jason catches him and covers his mouth waits for Chrissy to go away and then crushes his head between his hands like he's fucking popping a balloon and an eyeball shoots out of the socket and at the viewer (laughs) marking our second 3D 3D eyeball eyeball, disembodied eyeball love that for us same and our final kill Goes to the biker, Ali. You know, he made it pretty far. Mm-hmm. And he little... didn't He didn't die without putting up a fight. So. Yeah, he fought against Jason. He fought long. He fought hard. Well, I wouldn't say he, he his, fought long. <laughs> but he got his hand cut off, and then he got hacked up to pieces. Mm. What did you think about those kills? And let's, what are your top three? And talk Ooh, about them. Okay, yeah. So, top three... Um, I would say my third favorite has got to be, um, third fave is probably Andy getting split in half. Hmm. Second favorite is Vera getting the harpoon gun shot through the eyeball. And gotta give our boy Rick number one on on multiple counts, including 
the fact that he was public enemy number one from the moment he showed up on screen because he was such a fucking asshole narcissist boyfriend. And so I was like, fuck you, Rick. So yeah, love that he died. And also like, I just, the fucking 3D eyeball, I just can't. It's so good. It's so good. Ugh, to see that in theaters for the Again, time travel, go <laughs> back. You ask you ask anyone like what they would do. I would go back and <laughs> experiencing like opening night of this movie in theaters, 3D, like and just like like with all, with all of like my memories of like current cinema achievements like wiped from my memory and I'm just like this is peak this is peak <laughs> cinematic achievement yeah. is Ride of the 13 3D. And that's, I mean, that's what I think of when I see this scene. So very iconic kills. This was hard. Like, I, I, yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. Um, but, yeah, those are my top three. What about you? So I have, I'm going to say the same three you said. But I think in a different order. Mm. So I know I hyped up Rick a lot, but the more I think about it, the more I kind of want to put Andy at number one. Mm. I think Mm -hmm. Andy's kill is my favorite. I think it's the most brutal. Seeing the guts and shit is just gross. And just imagining your body ripping like a piece of paper or something. It's just like... Dick first. Dick yeah, first. it gets his dick cut. Like, ow, <laughs> with a machete. Yeah, it's just brutal. And he's yeah. on a, he's doing a handstand and shit. Like, I don't know, brutal way to go. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be my favorite from this movie. Right behind it is, um, Rick, who gets his eye popped, for all the same reasons, as Haley, mm-hmm. and. Then my third is going to be Vera with the harpoon gun through the eye. So, if you guys were paying attention, that marks three eyeball deaths. Mm. There's Vera, there's Rick, and there is the unnamed eyeball (laughs) from the uh, Abel. Abel holds up. Yeah, whose eyeball is that? A random eyeball. So... (laughs) Being that there are three disembodied eyeballs in this movie, how many disembodied three-dimensional eyeballs? Out of three. Out of three. Do you would give I give this, this movie? movie? Okay, I would give this movie two 3D eyeballs and one 2D eyeball. <laughs> Because wait, so two three Ds and one two D. Yeah, <laughs> one two D. <laughs> one two D. <laughs> <laughs> because one, this I would say out of the three that we've reviewed so far, this one is the most fun, in my opinion, and 
I just think that the kills are the most creative. We see, we finally see Jason at his most iconic, um, which is donning a hockey mask. Like that, we get a little origin story there. Um, I would say the 2D element, I was not very impressed with uh, Chris as the final girl. Um, I think it's a little hard because we're comparing her to our Queen Ginny. And we know that, you know, we could have had a Ginny sequel, but it's fine. It still worked. It's still a great movie. Still fully recommend it. Chris just was a little bit, I don't know. She just didn't do it for me. She, I think, but at the same time, like, once she realized Rick was dead, she sort of goes into go mode and she actually kind of fucks Jason up a lot. So actually, I think I'm talking myself out of not liking Chris because she is the one that axes him in the head. She hangs him. She fucking hits him with a shovel. She stabs him in the leg. See, like, that's a lot of things that should have killed him, but mm-hmm. I feel like if this had been Pamela Voorhees, he, he would already be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but because this is Big Bad 3 Jason, Part mm. 3 Jason, he's unstoppable. Yeah. So, she does some good moves. Yeah. Respect, respect. She's just, you know, you know, she's, she's fine. She's just a little bit, let's just make this our final girl section for a moment. Yeah. She's just a little bit forgettable, maybe. Yeah. Like, not as many standout lines Mm -hmm. or moments. Yeah. The closest thing to it is this little bit of, like, incoherent backstory where she's talking about being chased through the woods and it makes for, like, a cool cinematic moment. Mm-hmm. But the story, it's very hard to follow the story because it's so distracting watching both videos at once. Yeah. And thinking about... And her acting is... And the weird. acting is a little she's lackluster. Like, she's like, and then he was chasing me chasing me through the woods <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm like it's like one long monologue yeah it was i felt like we were watching an audition it was very <laughs> i liked it as a cinematic moment yeah from the movie mm-hmm. i like when movies do weird shit like that that seems out of place yeah because that did not seem in Plus, place in this movie that is otherwise very like blockbuster mm-hmm. like gratuitous slasher yeah. movie plus um we have seen the superimposed shots while like a character is like doing a monologue basically to camera like she was in Pamela mm-hmm. Pamela in the first movie um starts talking about Jason and gives, like, that backstory about how her son drowned, and we see superimposed Jason drowning. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, that's no, also, right. I mean, you know, nothing in the in uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 is uh, new here, but... but it, it, 
you know, the Star Wars analogy goes even further because, like, so J.J. Abrams did, mm-hmm. like, The Force Awakens or whatever, and then they brought the other guy, Ryan Johnson, in to do the sequel, mm-hmm. and he kind of undid a lot of shit, yeah. and then J.J. Abrams was brought back on for the third one to fix it again, and so there's the first Friday the 13th, which is, like, Pamela kills people as revenge for Jason. And then the second one does things a little bit differently because it's like, actually, Jason is alive. Let's Mm -hmm. change the story. Jason's alive and killing. And then there's some weird elements with how it ends with, like, Jenny psychoanalyzing Mm -hmm. Jason Mm -hmm. to trick him. This movie goes back and it's like, well, Jason doesn't look like that. Jason's not like that. It undoes the way Jason looks as a character. Brings him back as, like, this new creature. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And just retells the first movie. But it's Jason now. Yeah. And there's more violence. It's, like, turned up to 11. What would you, out of 3D eyeballs, three 3D eyeballs, what would you give this movie? So, let's give it three lowercase d out of three. Mm. 3D. Let's give it three lowercase d out of three capital D. Interesting. Eyeballs. And what are what is your reason <laughs> for that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like it. I wouldn't call it my absolute favorite. I think the 3D effects, while they're quirky and like fun and interesting, I think the movie spends too much time focusing on this like novelty aspect. Yeah. Which leads to some interesting kills, but it's like I think other parts of the movie could have been stronger mm-hmm. if there wasn't such an emphasis on this, like, gimmick. Te- yeah, technical gimmick, yeah. Which I think part four kind of solves a lot of that issue, because they're like, fuck it, like, most kills we can get, <laughs> let's just, like, up the kills even more, no 3D shit, let's, like, kill Jason, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part four is so good. Yeah, part that's it. part four of a twelve part series. By the way, <laughs> yeah, Jason dies. Yeah, we're gonna be covering <laughs> this a lot. So this is not the last time you will hear us talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Does it get the MPGP seal of approval? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, we've said our thoughts. We've had our peace with it. You know, whether we like it or not is whatever. But mm-hmm. is this a movie that we could with in good conscience recommend to people as being something that is we say behind i think so yeah it's a classic it's like i think up until this point all of them mm-hmm. recommended yeah and for different reasons too like this movie is 80s as fuck it's you know from the second you hear that disco theme and you mm-hmm see that it's a 3D movie, that this is an 80s slasher movie. Yeah. This is the first, like, 
really formulaic, tropey, like, 80s camp, campy camp slasher mm-hmm. in the series. You know, the other ones, they're not, they don't lean as heavily into the tropes yeah. as this one, I would yeah. say. I said earlier, like, it's like we're watching caricatures being murdered. Yeah, this movie is goofy and it's fun. I'm not going to say it's lighthearted. It's yeah. definitely still scary definitely yeah. at moments, but it's got more levity maybe than your average horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lots, lots of good things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting kills. It's like what we love from these type of movies. Yeah. It's the type of movie we look for for this podcast. They're... You know, it's an emphasis on kills, it's an emphasis on scare, big scares, big performances, Mm -hmm. dramatic plot points, you know. Mm -hmm. Classic. Highly recommended. Yeah, highly recommend. And it's, you know, OG Jason, hockey mask origin story. So, you know, when you think of Friday the 13th, like... This Jason is what you think of, so. Definitely. Yeah. So. Look out for our next episode. Um, we're going to keep it a secret. Yeah. The so next it's one. It's not yeah. going to be Friday the 13th. We can mm-hmm. tell you that. We'll get back to those shortly. Yeah. But it's going to be a different movie. Yeah, y'all. So, I don't know. Like, follow us on Instagram mpgp underscore podcast also you can listen to us on youtube spotify and you can now listen to us on apple podcasts where you should i don't know like subscribe rate and review us and you know just get us to the five stars that we so richly deserve (laughs) Okay, y'all. Well, this has been MPGP, Murders Per Gallon of Popcorn. I'm Haley. And I'm Craig. Good night.